Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch. We're the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we feature a look ahead for 2021 with the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Cattle prices were hurt by COVID-19 last year after several temporary closures of meatpacking plants. And we have a feature interview with a rancher from southwest Saskatchewan who donated a heifer calf to mental health initiatives and raised a significant amount for the cause. Real Agriculture talks about the rising federal carbon tax with the federal conservative agriculture critic. And we have a gripping two-part feature on training rural firefighters to save farmers who've been entrapped in a grain bin, and it is riveting. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is hoping for improved livestock prices in 2021. Kelsey Alford of Cairnport remains optimistic about cattle markets for the coming year. You know, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on on the stock grower level with the formation of our foundation. Um, you know, so that's going to come to light heavily this year as, as that develops. Um, on the environment side, we've done some excellent work with with SARPAL and um, administering results-based programming, and then we're excited to move that um, move that forward. Always going to lobby for the concerns of our members to Ministry of Agriculture and the Ministry of Environment, to who we have an excellent relationship with, with both. Um, moving into 2021, also uh, going to continue our, our beef drive, which has grown every year and is exciting uh, for us to administer and and a great cause to get behind if people are interested in in donating beef who uh, to people who won't can't necessarily afford it so that's some of the highlights that we're looking forward to going going into next year so tell me a little bit more about the foundation the stock grower foundation kelsey uh the foundation has been a, a dream that came up Six or seven years ago, uh, Kelly Williamson and Chad were the Chad McPherson, our general manager, were the lead on it, and we got approval uh, last year and made the announcement in March. We're we're excited to see what uh, the governance is of the foundation. Ray McDougall is the chair. These things take time to grow, but as it's growing um, and as it develops, we're going to see some exciting things for. Ranchers who are already your best stewards of the land when it comes to protecting one of the most fragile ecosystems there is and for species at risk. We graze this land and if done properly and we do it properly, you know, it it creates an environment where everything can flourish. And so this foundation is going to be one of those tools that we'll be able to use to 
show the world that we're doing our job right. Tell me a little bit about your outlook for 2021 in terms of prices for livestock. <laughs> uh, well, as Shane Yonke always used to ask Ann Dunford, you know, where's the crystal ball? And we all we all want one, but I think that the it's going to be positive. The cow herd in uh, in North America is as low as it's been, and so that's going to create a da- demand for beef. We're starting to see the the backlog of cattle um, that was caused by the plant shutting down. We're we're starting to see that backlog getting chewed through. Uh, we're starting to see prices come back, and so you know I think that there's real good opportunity for these markets to to be strong going into 2021. So you're hoping for better prices than 2020. Reflect on 2020 for me. What were your thoughts? Well, in certain areas of the province, you know, we went through flooding in the north and and, uh, Moose Jaw recorded the driest year on record. So that presented some water challenges and grass challenges, feed production. The south end of the province, you know, they had significant snow over the winter and some storms there in the spring that were that were hard on them. And then, of course, the the fluctuation of markets caused by disturbing in processing. So there was a few hiccups that, that we're, we're anxious to leave behind. One of the things that, that we really appreciate is, is the fact that we do have the good relationship with uh, the Ministry of Ag and this government in this province to go to them and say, we need to get this work done and it needs to be done quickly. And, and they came came to the table on that and recognized that the beef sector in this province is, is an important sector and, and they were there to, to answer the call. There's always optimism if you're optimistic. So even in the trying times of 2020, there's always opportunity. And I want to remind folks of that. Kelsey Alford of Cairnport is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Mental health support got a big boost with a heifer sale last month in Swift Current. Will Banford of East End's Red Rock Land and Cattle Limited donated the heifer for sale with proceeds to the Saskatchewan Farmers and Ranchers Mental Health Initiative. I guess it all kind of started there. It, when I was studying for finals in university, Dad phoned me and he wanted to donate a heifer because it kind of, I guess, been bothering him that all the mental health stress that's been put on by COVID and he thought that this would be a good time to donate a heifer into the mental health area within Saskatchewan. From there, he kind of let me, let me decide where I wanted to go with it and I thought that agricultural mental health was something that was very important and uh, not talked about near enough. So I, I thought I kind of started to look around and I had a friend in university, and his mom, was actually, she's actually part of the Saskatchewan Farmers and Ranchers Mental Health Initiative. And so I phoned her and started to talk about it. And I guess the main thing was that they're hands-on, like they want to go go to farmers and ranchers, figure out what they need, and have immediate assistance. And also they're just starting up. So myself, my dad, and the, our family thought that it would be important to help someone that's just trying to get off the ground rather than already established. So how much did you raise? Uh, we ended up raising, I guess the first time we sold her, she was syndicated. She sold for $24,000 and then they donated her back and she sold for 2800 So in total, we raised $26,800. So you see this money going to a worthy cause? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I'd like to say 
our whole whole family at Red Rock Land Academy, we uh, wanted something that was hands-on and, you know, immediate. And that's what they're trying to do. Like I say, they're trying to figure out they're going to go door-to-door with ranchers and start discussing what actually needs to happen. And from there, try and build a program that has a bunch of different outlets, like around the province that are trained to help with mental health relief. I guess mental health health kind of thing. And like I say, that's that's what what we found really important because nowadays it's it seems like you know if you had had a problem, it was kind of you either get referred to a counselor or something like that, but it might not be immediate. And lots of times we felt as a family, if you're having mental health struggles, it needs to be immediate and not in five days or something like that. Do you see this as an issue that needs to be discussed, be out more in the open? Yeah, absolutely. I think as farmers and ranchers, I guess I don't know how, but there's kind of that tough. You're tough stigma around it and I I think like Red Farmers and Grants are supposed to be tough and I think that kind of creates a block where we don't talk about it enough and I think that it's something that no one should be ashamed of because like I guess my mom always said if someone had a broken leg or something like that you go to the hospital you get it fixed it should be the exact same thing with mental health and that was the if you got mental health if you had struggled mental health you should be able to go and get some help with no shame and that's kind of I guess those times that I kind of me and dad talked about it and Right off the bat, he said, you know, you can't can't expect more than market value for this heifer, which is around 2500 bucks. But there was more than just, you know, the money. I was, as a family, we wanted to start something and hopefully, like, start a spark to light a fire to make it more acceptable to talk about, you know, mental health within the industry. Will Banford is from East End and the Red Rock Land and Cattle Limited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Our next guest is going to talk about the politics of all of it. It is the Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food. It is Ms. Leanne Rood. Leanne, how are you doing? I sound great, thanks. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you as well. The calendar has flipped to 2021. For, for In your role as the Shadow Minister, your, your role is to hold the government accountable on the ag file. Um, the carbon tax, it, it, the, the, the potential for us to talk about $170 a ton by 2030, it has definitely got the attention of our audience. Um, that has to be a key priority for you in this coming year. Absolutely it is. And it's been a priority for me even last year. And since I was elected, I've been fighting the Liberals on this um, tooth and nail. Uh, it is unfair to farmers and producers to impose uh, this carbon tax and these kind of increases on them, uh, especially at a time when we're in a pandemic and our, our cost of production are skyrocketing. And this is just one other uh, unnecessary tax on farmers and on the agriculture sector. Um, right now, farmers are not exempted from on-farm use for natural gas and propane. We, we are for uh, gasoline and diesel, but not natural gas and propane. And of course, we need natural gas and propane to dry grain for one, and there are no alternatives to that. We also need it to heat barns for livestock, for poultry barns, for hog barns, for, for all barns, uh, to keep animals healthy. It's, it's, 
it's an animal welfare issue to keep um, animals warm and healthy. And of course, we're in the middle of winter. We have to heat barns. There is no options out there. So this is completely unfair on farmers. And and if you want to get into the nitty gritty, with the parliamentary budget officer says farmers are going to pay $9 million more in carbon tax on propane and natural gas for the remainder of the fiscal year, uh, 2020-2021, which went from November when this data was released until the end of March. And over the next four fiscal years, we're going to see $226 million paid on the federal carbon tax for farmers just for propane and natural gas. And this is unacceptable. So will you be, when you talk to Minister Babo about this, are you arguing for to try to find exemptions for agriculture? How are you approaching the topic? Yeah, that's absolutely right. We're asking for an exemption for agriculture on on-farm use of propane and natural gas. In fact, my colleague, Philip Lawrence, has put forward a private member's bill. It's Bill C-206. 206, which would extend that carbon tax exemption to propane and natural gas, because right now we are exempt as farmers for on-farm use of diesel and gasoline. But we we believe, and I, you know, it, it's it's a necessity uh, to have propane and natural gas to do things such as drying grains and heating barns. That this exemption should be extended. So we've been pushing her to uh, extend this exemption for months now. And with this private member bill um, that my colleague has put forward, we're asking the other parties to have support, to support this bill to, to do this for agriculture and for our producers and farmers. At the very end of December, the details on the clean fuel standard hit the Canada Gazette and uh, farm groups, uh, you know, there's been some positive comments made that, uh, you know, they moved to a national aggregate on, on how they would evaluate some of the, 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 the changes or the impacts that farmers are making in some of their practices. Uh, wh- what's your party's opinion of the clean fuel standard? Well, you know, I, I, I have to say I, I've seen um, positive comments come out from industry on some of the changes that were made when it was actually gazetted uh, versus what the um, preliminary um what the preliminary versions looked like. And I say they've made some progress and they actually did listen to industry on this. And and I've, I've talked with industry and I know that there's opportunities uh, for industries such as canola, for instance, um, to be able to produce more and put this into feedstock. But I'm also worried um, that with the carbon tax, which kind of goes hand in hand here with the clean fuel standard, that it, it would be cheaper for some of these uh, companies who produce the biofuels to bring in uh, cheaper um, feedstock for biodiesel, for instance, from the U.S. Hey, everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now, we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay, and red balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now, don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor, or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, 
Justin or Devin at 352-1866. Mainly sunny sky today, wind south 20, gusting to 40. The high plus 1. Fog patches developing after midnight, the low minus 5. Tomorrow cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, risk of freezing rain late in the morning and early afternoon. Fog patches dissipating tomorrow morning. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high plus 1 for Thursday, the low minus 11. Friday sunny, the high minus 5, the low minus 13. Saturday sunny, the high minus 6, the low minus 7. Sunday partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 9. Monday sunny and milder again with a high of minus 1, the low minus 7. Tuesday sunny, the high plus 1. Normal for this date, the normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23 degrees. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning, it sets at 5.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek again today at plus 7 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 14. Estevan minus 2, Saskatoon minus 3, Swift Current minus 1, Weyburn minus 5, Yorkton is minus 6. Regina Cloudy and minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 26. Humidity is 79%. The barometer dropping 102.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus 1. Winds are from the south, southwest 35, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina Cloudy and minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Over the last four years, more than 500 firefighters have been trained to respond to grain entrapments, whether it be on farm or at a commercial grain terminal. The Canadian Agricultural Safety Association has provided 16-hour training courses to over 30 fire departments in four provinces, including Saskatchewan. It's a good start, but more needs to be done, according to Rob Gobey, the Agricultural Health and Safety Specialist with the CASA. Every year across Canada, we're averaging between six and eight fatalities from grain entrapment. So because of a spike in grain entrapments in 2015, that's when we decided to partner up with the canola growers and other partners to get this Be Grain Safe mobile unit built. Pammy and Humboldt built a safety training trailer that's used to teach volunteer fire departments. Dealing with a grain entrapment is a difficult situation for rescue crews that usually handle fires or accidents involving vehicles. Rick Taillou is the manager of grower relations and extension with Alberta Canola. If you're a firefighter, whether it's in a city or a rural area, you are trained what happens when you arrive at a building on fire. You know how you're going to deal with the fire. You know you're gonna, how you're going to look for people. You arrive on the scene of a car accident. A car looks a lot like an SUV, looks like a truck. You kind of know what you're doing. You know when to use the jaws of life. Now you are called out to a farm, and it's a grain bin, and, but it's full of grain, or at least half full, so you've got to go in the top, and the hole is small, and it's dark in there, and you can't get in there with all your equipment, which is a big part of the reason we want to do this training and try and make sure that there are more rural fire departments aware of what to do in this situation. In addition to training for rescuers, Gobey says the Be Grain Safe program also has a producer awareness component. It takes between three and five seconds to get trapped in flowing grain. 
So once you've sunk past your knees in flowing grain, you're basically stuck and you need to be rescued at that point. The odds of getting out on your own are pretty slim. And the deeper you go, the far less likely you are to get out on your own. There should always be a communication plan in advance of entering any confined space, such as a grain bin. If you do have to enter a confined space and a grain bin is a confined space, you need by law to have procedures in place and you need to have trained people as well as someone who is just an observer who does not enter at all times. So you need to have that process in place to make sure that people come out in one piece. So it's that simple. Just think ahead. Last month, the Canadian Canola Growers Association hosted an online presentation of the 2019 film called Silo. Set in the U.S. Midwest, the film provides a dramatic account of the rescue of a farmer who was sucked beneath flowing corn and trapped up to his chest. A similar situation happened in real life to Winkler, Manitoba area farmer, about 10 years ago. And we hear that story in the next segment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. It happened more than a decade ago, on August 17, 2010. But the memories remain for Randy Fraze, who farms near Winkler, Manitoba. Fraze became entrapped while cleaning pinto beans out of a hopper bottom bin. The edible beans were harvested very wet during the previous fall. The beans were put in the bin in the hopes they would dry over the winter. Some of the crop was removed the following summer, but about 1,200 bushels of beans remained welded to the bin wall. Fraze and a farm employee entered the bin to scrape the beans off the wall. Two other employees were outside of the bin to monitor the situation. We were in there for very long, and about a third of the material let go. My employee got behind the side of the rocket aeration, and I tried getting there as well, but as I was going there, some material hit my leg, and I ended up in a sitting position with my thigh wrapped around one of these stanchions that holds up the rocket aeration, and with that, I was buried up to my chest, and not seconds after, another part of the wall let go, and before I knew it, I was buried about three, two to three feet under material. The employee managed to free himself and was able to remove enough of the hardened beans so Fraze could breathe. They kept digging and they kept digging. That was my dad came and he came into the bin. He was still on the phone with 911. And shortly after, you could hear the sirens coming and they're still digging. And they got to a point where my dad was just wanted to get me out. And they tried pulling me and my leg was so compressed against the stanchion that I just I wouldn't move. And so they had to keep digging and kept picking. And finally, they picked away this chunk that was around my leg. And from underneath, one of our employees was digging from there. And I felt my foot free. And the two guys grabbed me, lifted me up. And I was standing. And I was standing by this aeration. And again, the stuff collapsed in around me. But what I didn't realize is there was still a third of the bin that was clinging to the wall, ready to fall at any moment. The digging resumed, with one of the employees trying to prevent any additional material from falling on him. Finally got to a point where I was buried again about to my waist, and we knew we had to get me out. It was now or never, 
and I put my arms down as hard as I could. And the two guys, my dad, one of my employees, they lifted me out and I could just, it was, it was slow, but I just sucked out and they pulled me out to the side and we grabbed the other guy and we sat to the side of the bin and not seconds after the rest of the material let go and just fell in. And it was like God's hand was on the bin and he placed it up there and he said, no, this isn't going to fall until we had moved out of the way and the material just fell in and I would likely would have been completely buried with one of my employees. The whole process lasted about 45 minutes with Frey's going into shock while in the ambulance. I just started sweating. I started just the pain of everything of the, of the from where my leg had been uh, trapped against the stanchion. I could just feel my body go into shock. So they rushed me to the hospital and that's when I realized I almost died for a second time where my body had released uh, a lot of toxic into my blood. And uh, I almost died of what they call a crush syndrome. Frey's spent a week in hospital and several months recovering. Looking back, a number of lessons were learned following the incident. Every situation is going to be different, but ours was very panicked. There was a lot of stuff going on. And because this is something that happens that often, it doesn't happen often. Our employees were not trained for something like this. The first responders were not trained at the time. Since then, the Winkler Fire Department has received a, a grain entrapment tube. They've had a bin donated to them that they can do practicing in. Frey's has spoken about his experience on a number of occasions, including last month during an event sponsored by the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola gained $5 at 611.77. Number 1 Red Spring wheat fell $1.22 at 257.99. The rest were unchanged. Durham 299.46. Feed barley 234.70. Flax 693.37. Lentils 572.50. Oats 225.53. Yellow peas, 334.89. And feed wheat, 183.72. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March red spring wheat fell one and three quarter cents at 605 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the end of the year, 2020. There are no cattle auctions at this time of year, so there is no up-to-date uh, market information. But we can reflect on the year so far. During the fall run, calf prices were very similar to the previous fall. Same thing. Some cow-calf producers were disappointed that prices were not higher. Well, COVID in the spring of 2020 temporarily shut down the big packing plants, creating a backlog of fat or finished cattle. That had to be dealt with in the fall thanks to the set-aside program. China is buying grain like never before. As a result, the feedlots are fattening cattle with $6 a bushel barley, record cost of gain. COVID-19 has affected consumer incomes. As a result, they are buying cheaper cuts of meat, hamburger, chicken, pork, etc., 
All things considered, when you look at the entire equation, I think we did a great job of keeping feeder prices as high as they were. Uh, we were, dealt, were not dealt a very good hand, but had to have played it well for everyone to st stay in the game. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 144 to 167 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,200 head, selling in a range of 147 to 167 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in a range of 33 to 38 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 27 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2707. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.75 cents U.S. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. One of this country's largest agriculture businesses has bought a large trucking company. James Richardson & Sons has acquired Bison Transport. Bison employs more than 3,700 people with a fleet of 2,100 trucks and 6,000 trailers across North America. The deal is not expected to result in any changes to Bison's operations, which include head office in Winnipeg with six main hubs, including Regina, Edmonton, Calgary and Langley. A U.S. judge has refused to halt oil and gas lease sales in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge that were pushed by the Trump administration in its final days. The region is valued by conservationists for its beauty and wildlife and seen as sacred to some indigenous people but viewed by others as a way to boost oil production and create jobs. Today's decision came after conservationists and indigenous groups argued the lease sale scheduled for tomorrow was based on inadequate environmental review or outdated information. On the markets, Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late morning trading in a broad rally on the Toronto stock market, while U.S. stocks also surged higher and the price of oil topped $50 a barrel. The TSX composite index was up 179 points at 17,861. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 528 points at 30,919. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.73 cents U.S. compared with 78.70 cents Tuesday. The February crude oil contract was up 42 cents at $50.35 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantock Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.